0: Welcome to the WMBF UK podcast.
1: Hello and welcome back to the WMBF UK podcast with me, Sarah Glanville, as your host. In today's episode, I'm sitting down with our very first WMBF UK men's physique pro. From way back in 2021, it's Mr. Josh Croghan. Hello, Josh. Welcome to the podcast. And how are you?
0: Uh, hi, Sarah. Yeah, thank you for having me. I am. I'm very well. I'm in the depths of prep, but I'm loving life and I'm very grateful to be on here.
1: I'm really glad that you wanted to come on. And yeah, we're going to talk about your your prep quite a bit, but... I can see your skeleton face. You're definitely in the the depth of it now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I made the mistake of having a shave just before uh, just before doing this. I should have left the uh, the stubble <laughs> on just to, just to hide the cheekbones a little bit. On. But yeah, we're 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 like we've started competing now. So um, yeah, stage lean already, and then uh, just got to hold this this condition and. Uh, and keep going for the next, I think it's like six, seven weeks, which will be great fun.
1: Yeah, it'll be great fun. You wear the cheekbones well, so it's all good. Thanks, thanks um, mate. <laughs> so it's been a while since you've been on the WMBF UK podcast. What's been happening in the last year and a half?
0: Mm, I, I, I believe I was the first ever guest on the WMBF podcast with, the, with Leon and was it Rob?
1: Yep. Way no,
0: back when. Way back when. <laughs> Um, so what's been happening? Um, a, a lot and nothing at the same time. I feel like two years or eighteen months has gone ridiculously quick. Um, what has been happening? So uh, since I was last on, I have had a very, very, very productive off season. Um, there's been progression in the physique in all aspects, as you would kind of hope and wish for, because um, that is obviously the aim of an off season is to make. Progressions in your physique. Um, I have become a WMBF judge with, obviously, the WMBF UK. Uh, I've judged at three shows. I've I've seen firsthand just how difficult it is, and also, I, I feel like I've almost I've got some inside info on uh, on on how to get the judges' attention and whatnot, which hopefully, well, I'm sure I'll be able to put into into my own um presentation this year so yeah it's been it's been busy it's been busy yeah. Bottle flat as well
1: yeah. oh, a flat yeah yeah congratulations
0: life life upgrades <laughs> and everything
1: leveling up all over that's exciting um yeah and i think i'm going to pick your brain in a little bit about those insights and from the judging panel because we've got our supernaturals coming up and i know people will be keen to hear any tips and insight that you have Um, you mentioned obviously your long off season how have you found managing that how long was it a year like a full kind of year out and then prep longer yeah
0: so how i split it up so i bet it was basically from so the last show that i did was in november 2021 wow literally nearly two years ago yeah
1: um
0: and basically, what I did was I did I just split it up into six months six month sectors so I did six months of gaining uh two months of maintaining four months of cutting and then literally repeat that uh again and then prime for 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 the prep this year uh how did I manage it 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 was it was fine. I quite enjoyed it to be honest um when i I, I first ever competed in twenty nineteen. And from then I've competed every year. So I did 2019, 2020, 2021. Um, so last year was was like my first proper break from competing since starting. So I think it did me good mentally. I'm certain it's done my body some good being in that like growing phase that little bit longer and not having the stress of getting down to stage lean um, as frequent um yeah i've I've had plenty of clients on stage so i've I've learned a lot about the prep process and you know little tips and tricks to to make it more efficient and more fruitful let's say um yeah that it, yeah it's just been it's just been a fine fun process but I'm glad that i've uh I've competed this year
1: yeah good I, I, it's interesting to hear your perspective on it because I know you did back-to-back years and you could put you back-to-back and it's nice to hear that you felt you've got a lot from taking some time out and investing <clears> the time <throat> in growing and I, I think it is it's, it's giving your body a break and like giving it a chance to soak everything up and and hold on to the changes that you're that you're making in that time out as well
0: yeah definitely I <laughs> think like where, especially when you go in Say say you compete for the first time and you have a really good experience, you immediately think, right, I want to compete again next year. Every year that I've competed, I've won a show or won a regional or even turning pro. And it, it kind of makes you think, I want to do it again, I want to do it again. But you've got to put your like emotional mind to one side and think, no, I need to look after my body. I need to think more like longevity um, rather than just trying to get them like, that that dopamine hit of competing yeah. and placing or being competitive like every year sometimes having that little bit of a break leads to more in the long run so yeah
1: for sure and obviously it sounds like you've done a lot of things outside and away from stage in the last year you know like you said buying house and you've had a lot of clients that have kind of been taking that competitive journey and that takes energy from you and that takes focus and intention and Of course, I know you will have done it well this year doing it both, but it's nice to have that space where you can really focus on growing your business and developing your personal life, I suppose. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I think, yeah, like the the going forward, I think how I'll try and do it is like alternate years, like do something massive one year, like in life and then go and compete and try and, you know, become a world champion the next and just kind of (laughs) just do that until I'm, I'm basically like 55 years old. Um, and then retire.
1: I love it. That that's how I've seen this year is like make up for all the the things that kind of do go a little bit when you're in prep, and then it means next year when you when I come into prep, I'll be able to give like 110 percent to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it
0: just makes you that little bit more hungry. You wait yeah. for next year. You're you're gonna be like, right.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to make the most of this. <laughs> yeah. And how did you find? I think. We kind of broke, I think we spoke briefly about this at some point in the last year, but you kind of pushed to new body weight highs and stuff. How did you find that?
0: It's it's just kind of, it's just a thing that you've got to do with bodybuilding. Like if you want to, if you want to progress your physique, you've got to progress your physique, like staying the same and looking the same and lifting the same. You don't go anywhere. If anything, you go backwards because the standard of bodybuilding, standard of natural bodybuilding, is just yeah. getting higher and higher and higher every year. You've got to keep, you know, you've got to keep ahead of the curve, or you've got to keep up with the curve at least. You can't, you can't be falling behind uh, in terms of pushing up to new bodyweight highs. I actually didn't do that. Oh, okay. Um, I, so my my <laughs> the off season that I had before turning pro, I got really, really, really sloppy. So I'm five foot ten. Um, and I ended up weighing in at like 97 kilos, which is pretty substantial for someone of my height natural. Um, so I thought, right, this year I'm gonna be I'm gonna be smart. I'm gonna try and maintain reasonable condition, drive my body weight up, like with that reasonable condition, and then just focus on getting really strong in the gym. So like making sure that every single lift that I finished on my 2020, 2021 off season is progressed like massively. So yeah, literally every single exercise was PB'd for multiple reps, for multiple sets. Um, and that that was kind of like the main priority at every single point of the off season, like performance progression, uh, like actually maintaining reasonably aesthetic. Um, yeah. Just keeping a lid on things. But also progressing.
1: Yeah. So where did you top out like this the off season then? Ninety-five
0: point five. So not far, not far off. off. Only, only like one and a half kilos away from peak body weight, but I still had like some lines in my abs. Like the shape was was pretty good. I only looked back at the photos two days ago of like my last check-in of my off season. And I'm 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 quite proud of myself for you know keep like keeping it fairly respectable especially with it being an 18 month off season that's a really long time to to keep it under control
1: it is and I guess it's great to hear that you were actually that close to 97 but the condition was just so much better it just tells you that the work's been going to the right place
0: yeah definitely
1: So were you always planning to come back to stage this year or was there ever a point that it was like kind of an open-ended off-season?
0: No, I I feel like the second that I stepped off stage, I was like, yeah, in two years' time, I'm going to come back. I'm going to be hungrier than ever. Because I feel David Langsdale, who is obviously now a fellow pro, uh, I feel like I've almost followed his journey like probably for like the last five or six years and seeing what he achieved last year it really did like like that spark in me so I was 100% always going to compete this year um <clears throat> yeah there, there was no put. there's not been any point in the prep either where I've thought no, no no I'll just go into an off season again and I'll compete next year I've just I've just known that like everything that I've done, it's been productive and good. So um, seeing the process through, like, it's never been in doubt. Never been in doubt.
1: Yeah, and and you made uh, you made an excellent point earlier around like just the standard of the natural men's physique scene is just crazy. Like I feel like every year, people are coming out of the woodwork that have never competed before that are challenging for british titles they're challenging for pro cards so i think for you winning your pro card it made sense that now was the time to kind of step back take a little bit of time and really settle yourself in those pro ranks when you when you return yeah um, definitely so how's prep been this year like how have you felt it's compared to previous preps
0: so prep this year and i feel like it sounds really cliche and i feel like a lot of people lie when they say it <laughs> Uh, but I can honestly say, hand on heart, that this has been the easiest prep that I've ever done. It's been the longest prep. Like I'm not going to work out how long it's been until I'm done because I don't want that to like get into my head and think, oh, I've been dieting for a long time. But we're in October now, uh, and I literally started prep on the fifth of May. It's the fifth of October today, coincidentally. Yeah. Uh, so that's how long my prep's been so far, and we've got another. Like one and a half months to go and just giving it like that more time. It's just, it's just meant less stress. The, the rate of loss has been slower. I've been able to just enjoy life a little bit more. Like I've been on two holidays whilst on prep and it's not affected like uh, the rate of loss or like progress at all. Um Yeah. It's, it's like the most mentally sound that I've been on prep. I've not, not really felt any kind of self Well, apart from like, a few weeks before the first show, self-doubt has been like minimal because, well, I just feel like I've got no pressure on me this time because I'm not going in to try and win pro cards or win a British title. I'm going into a completely different level of competition that you almost can't predict where you're going to be because you don't know what who's going to turn up. You don't know what the judges are going to look for at that top end. Uh, in the amateurs, I feel like it's very clear-cut. For like you'll have a handful of guys that are very clearly quality men's physique competitors, and then you just pick between them like what, what the judges just pick their preference between that top top group, whereas when you're going into a pro show, everyone's quality, everyone's won a national title or a world title. You know, you you can't go in thinking I'm gonna. Uh, my aim is to place top three. You've just got to go in thinking I'll do my best and see where that falls on the day.
1: Yeah, and I, I think I actually remember listening to that first podcast you done with Robin Leon, and I think you'd said like your first prep was like six weeks or something like that. Yeah,
0: uh, my first so prep was like a complete yeah
1: complete departure from that experience to this like just comparable.
0: Yeah. It's it's not even comparable. Like that first prep, I like literally ate nothing for, for six weeks and then <laughs> stepped on stage, not having a clue what to do this, this time it's, yeah, it's been a breeze. Yeah. I'd take, I'd take longer preps over shorter preps any day of the week.
1: Yeah. And do you think that's just your experience as you're maturing as an athlete and learning more about the sport?
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like that. The more the more skin that you've got in the game, the more you you learn about your own body. Like I've got clients, the more the more time that I can work with my clients, the more I can learn about their bodies and and like what's the best environment for them to be in or for me to be in to be able to get that best end outcome. And for some people, it might be a shorter prep and going more aggressive, but for me, it's like I prefer low stress, long longer period of time. yeah that's pretty much it
1: and and you mentioned obviously going on holiday during prep I actually did the same as you last year I did two holidays I had a long prep as well but do you feel do you feel like that was just an obstacle that you had to navigate during prep or do you feel like it actually enhanced your experience during prep in any way
0: I feel like it enhanced my experience of prep like Again, I I split the prep up like pre-holiday, post-holiday. And I almost used the holidays like a little bit of a a deload period. Yeah. So just give my body a bit of a rest, come back, re energized and ready to go again. It it, it were awesome. Yeah, they were like little pit stops. Absolutely quality. Um, Definitely something that I won't be shying away from in the future. Yeah. I have done it in the past. Um. 2021, I went for a, a, a week in Barcelona and didn't it didn't affect prep at all, as I obviously went into term pro. But um yeah, don't don't if you if you're listening listening to this and you're thinking, oh, I need to completely dedicate every aspect of my life to a bodybuilding prep, you really don't. You can you can make things work and the things that like you would probably say, No, no, I can't do that, they might actually make the process easier more enjoyable and you know improve that end outcome
1: yeah i think something that i've always kind of like really liked the 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 stuff that you talk about josh is is that you're clear to see you still do have an element of for want of a better word i hate the word but balance in your life like you are very dedicated you're very committed you're a high level competitive pro athlete but you're also someone who can give 110% when is needed, but you know how to also not put that pressure on yourself to be 100% perfect every single day. And I think that that just goes to, you talk about you feeling a lot less pressure this time around. It is finding that way that it works for you. And I think sometimes competitors come into prep or come into competing thinking that the only way they'll ever be successful is if they tick every single box, every single day, and they have to be, incredibly intense or they're not doing it right but i love that that the, the you talk about this really openly and having that flexibility within what you're doing
0: 100 percent um I, I push it on my clients as much as i possibly can anyone that like kind of comes to me asking questions about like their first ever prep or even seasoned competitors how i see it is i, I me personally i am a 95 percent bodybuilder of the time I will go at it 110 miles an hour like no no chance like nothing will get in the way of my progress but that five percent like is golden to me like I will never say no to someone asked me to go out for food or whatever even now I wouldn't say no just make it work and yeah yeah. it's that the five percent is what makes life worth worth living and it's what enriches life and it's what you're going to look back on in 30 or 40 years. And you, you don't want to be saying no to everything because you've done a bodybuilding prep or you you want to compete in five years' time. Just think, go and enjoy it. And then the things that you can control, go at it 100%, but then still have that 5% that you enjoy.
1: Yeah. I think the stress that you put on yourself affects how you look like massively, especially in the depths of prep like you are now if you're like completely wound up and stressed about being perfect every single day like it's going to show in your physique you you need to have that kind of chilled out a little bit you know take a breath yeah. <laughs> it's not life or death like you're choosing to do this and it's supposed to be enjoyable
0: that's it do you know what you you you've nailed it then I've you are choosing it. to do this <laughs> You are, you are putting yourself in this position. At any given point, you can pull the plug. So having that, like, freedom to, to leave it or park it for, a, a you know, a year, two years, whenever, that should calm you in one way, shape, or
1: form. Yeah, for sure. So you competed with PCA uh, last weekend. I'm glad actually, we're doing it today yeah. now, actually, after your first show. So... Want to tell everyone listening how that went?
0: No, it, it it went quite well. No, um, so last weekend I competed with PCA at the PCA Yorkshire. So that is a untested amateur show, uh, and I know that you might be thinking, "Oh yeah, Josh is a pro." I'm not recognised as a pro with that that federation. So there's no there's no drama there. Promise you. Uh, i would quite a bit of i would quite a few messages on Instagram like Josh, why are you competing with uh, an amateur show when you're a pro? I'm a WMBF pro, it's all good. Um, but yeah, I, I competed in a pretty stacked class, the most cliche term ever when it when it comes to <laughs> describing your class. But there were nine guys and there were nine awesome guys. And I, I won. But more, most impressively, there were two naturals on that stage and we both placed first and, first and second. So what does that tell you? It tells That's you, true. Natties are better than anyone else. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, and then also your overall lineup was three of four were Natty, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the overall, um, me and Chris Rendell, we had a had a little rematch. Yeah. Um, after our 2021 battle for the uh, WMBF Pro card, uh, and then also young Jack Hattersley, who, who was a fellow Natty uh junior men's physique competitor he ended up winning the overall um yeah three three out of four competitors in an overall natural in an untested federation that is amazing i think that just that just shows the state of natural bodybuilding at the minute like it is on the rise in a massive massive way yeah. oh it's amazing
1: ex- it's, it's so exciting and i've said this to Dave when he was on I think that you guys both have done so much to raise the profile of natural men's physique. No, like, and, and, and I'm not just gassing you up, right. You invest time in your social media and let's be serious. That's where we all live now and we all spend time looking at it. Um, But I think you both have spent a lot of time and investment in building up your social media, doing YouTube's documenting your journeys. And it, is clearly having an impact on guys coming into the sport and choosing to stay natural. Because I think that a lot of people will have always ended up in the sport in some way, but we're often overshadowed in the natural side of the sport by bigger names in the the untested side of the sport. But I think you've both done a lot of work over the last few years to raise the profile of natural bodybuilding, and you see that in the number of men who are competing in the men's physique classes. And then now for it to be like a complete takeover on an untested stage is just so exciting. And it's a testament, I think, to a lot of the work that you guys are doing, which is really, you should be proud of that.
0: Um, I'm not going to lie. I have got goosebumps right now. (laughs) me, Me and David first competed against each other in 2020. And we just got on like a house on fire straight away. and. David said it. I think we're a UK, the FBA British finals, but we won't mention them. Uh, we're at just a random British finals. And uh, and he was like, we're, we're like the trailblazers of the natural men's physique, like UK, like scene. And I was like, Really? He's like, Yeah, 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 100%. Like, we're, we're yeah. And in like the last couple of years, I just feel like, Yeah. That it's it is coming through. The amount of competitors with the natural federations do mental physique is genuinely insane.
1: It's frightening. Like, it's like yeah, frightening.
0: Every single class is completely filling the stage every single time. I've never seen anything like it at any federation ever. Um it, yeah, it's it is amazing, and I hope it continues. I'm certain it will because me and David are never gonna stop and <laughs> Like like we said, the guys coming through are just getting better and better, and it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. It's amazing.
1: It is. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, I guess. How did you find mentally coming into that? That p that PCA show, knowing it was untested, did that almost take a little bit of pressure off you? You said your mind was playing a little bit up in the the few weeks before the show. So, what was your headset headspace going into that?
0: i was I was absolutely fine until I entered the show, and then when I entered the show, I was like, "This is actually happening now i have been preaching and singing all this natural bodybuilding stuff <laughs> for for the last two years. It would be incredibly embarrassing for me if I went there and didn't show like the true potential of a natural um luckily not <laughs> yeah luckily. I didn't mess up, and I did kind of like you know, surprise a few people. Um, but yeah, I, honestly, I was so nervous when I first entered. But then when the day comes around, like you're just thinking about so many other things. Like I always worry about my tan and like getting pumped up right, and like just the the small little details of the day. That I you know, I weren't really nervous when it actually came to it. It was just yeah. The, the few weeks before, I was I was a bit quiet. Put it that way.
1: I think it is easy to get in like your own head about it, and I'm actually I'm selfishly fi- like finding myself asking everyone who has come back to stage how they deal with that pressure. Because for me, like I thought my mindset last year was like on point. I was so proud of it the whole way through. Like zero pressure, was not bothered like on the outcome of stuff and was just really happy to be there and doing it and this now having a little bit more of a profile like people knowing who you are and then they start expecting things from you like for me I can feel the pressure and I'm not even decided exactly what shows I'm doing yet so I'm always exactly. interested to speak to people who are in that situation especially when like you you've literally come from back-to-back seasons of success like you said you've never had a season that you've not won a show and then you know a regional and then a a pro card or so yeah I'm just I was just keen to hear your thoughts and it is it's 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 a pressure you put on yourself to live up to an expectation that other people have of you maybe
0: yeah so I did struggle with this after I had my pro card. like got my pro card because I I put the pro card dream as something that like you achieve when you're 30 yeah I achieved it at 24 and I was like right well what do I do now? And I had this this four or five month period where I felt like I was doing well with training, but I weren't doing as well as what I felt like I should have been doing. And it literally, it probably got to like February March time last year, and I just had a word to myself like, "Look, you've got this now, right? Don't mess it up because there's there's thousands of people that would break your arm <laughs> to be in your position."
1: Yeah,
0: and. You just you you just switch the energy from like being a negative thing a negative weight that you're carrying to like a really positive fuel that that like you go into every session and you think yeah I am a winner you are a winner Sarah you are mate you deserved <laughs> everything that you won last year oh, and thanks. next year you're gonna come back even more improved and touch wood hopefully the the streak will continue. You just gotta. You've just gotta switch the. It's not a heavy weight that you're carrying. It's like a. It's a. It's a medal of like of honor. You should be really, really proud, and that that is fuel.
1: Thanks. I'm literally like I die inside when anyone ever talks to me about like. uh, But yeah, thank thank you. And I think yeah, it is that thing. You've just got to turn it into a into a positive, and it's nice to see other people doing it really well. Um, how are you feeling? Coming into the pro shows, like talk to us about what the plans are for your rest of your season, and then you can tell me how you're feeling about that.
0: Yeah, so right, plans for the rest of the season. Um, I only ever had one goal in bodybuilding, and that was to win a pro card with the WNBF. Um, that was achieved. It was like right, what do I want to do now? Everything that I want, that everything that I'm going to do going forward is purely chasing an experience or like, this is a dream that I had X Marty years ago. I'm going to go after that. Like I, I, I I don't want to set any goals anymore. I do want to win, you know, world title, but I, I have an understanding that that is a little bit out of my hands and yeah, it's, it's not like if I didn't win a world title, I'd be fine with it. I'm not going to lose sleep in like 30 years time. It's all good. So this year, I am. I'm just doing the shows that I've just really got a burning desire to do. So my next show, I'm heading out to Texas on the 14th of October to go and compete at the Summer Shredding Classic, which is a. Do you know? Do you know who Christian Guzman is? Yeah. Yes, the uh, the founder and owner of Alpha Leap. Um, he hosts a show, and he has done for the last few years, and. When, it, when he first announced, I think about three, four years ago, that he was doing a show like a, called the Summer Shredding Classic, I was like, right, one day I am going to go and do it. And, and this year is the year that I am going to go and do it. And the prize money is massive, the experience is massive, the opportunities are massive. And I'm going to go give my absolute all and, yeah, do again, put that natural men's physique UK scene on a really big stage and like, you know, tell everyone, tell everyone with ears, the British are, are here, the British are natty and we're not, we're not bad. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the first show, or the second show on the, on the list. Also I did, I wanted to do the PCA Yorkshire because I am a very proud Yorkshire man.
1: And when they announced that
0: that they were doing that, I was like, (laughs) I want to be the king of Yorkshire. <laughs> so
1: there you are. You've, you've There out. we
0: are. Um, and then following up from that, so I was going to stay over in the states for for like literally the between the Summer Shredding Classic and the Worlds, uh, but the cost of that is ridiculous. I'm talking around twenty grand. There's there's no point that I'm doing that. Um, so I'm coming back home literally the day a day later, and then the preparation for the. WMBF Pro Show in Germany commences, um, which is on the 5th of November, which is a legit, you know, it's it's probably the biggest pro show this side of the Atlantic uh, when it comes to the WMBF. The standard last year was insane. The standard the year before was also insane. So I'm expecting it to be out of this world again and again it's another opportunity for me and david to go up against one another um and hopefully i'll make it i think it'll be 3-0 if i win if i beat david <laughs> this year then I, then i'll be beating him 3-0 but i did not know you crack?
1: were going to germany i didn't know you were going to germany
0: oh yes That's oh yes I, I decided it like a month and a half ago
1: i'm coming
0: i'm going to oh watch. yeah yeah oh my gosh be there. Who are you me. going to support?
1: Well, I'm going to support David and You're his going... clients oh. going. And I think Steph. And coming.
0: who?
1: His client. One of his clients are going, and I'm going to. I'm going to think Steph's oh. coming.
0: Oh, very nice. And then also I'll support
1: me. Support you, of course. Of, of course, course. Um, of course, kind of. Be, like, like you've said, no, of course. But like you've said, it's a, uh, it's an amazing show. Like it's. I think seeing the standard last year, it's and it's so close. It's like you've got to kind of make the trip across and go. So, yeah,
0: literally, it's going uh, to be a go Friday, come back Monday kind of job. It'll be, yeah. it'll be great.
1: Yeah, it will be. And then um, so Germany and then worlds
0: and then worlds in Seattle.
1: I'm also going to Seattle.
0: Amazing. I in, <laughs> I
1: know I feel like I'm in a really fortunate position at the moment. Like, I'm going to go out with Steph and see everyone and cheer for everyone so yeah, yeah. that good.
0: that's gonna light a serious fire for you when you when you go to a bodybuilding show and you're not competing it's, it's something else
1: it's it's mental like the first timers I was standing backstage like looking at everyone like oh my god like can't wait to get back out here and trying to compare yourself to the lineup as well when you're not competing is hard so um yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited. Fire's going to be it lit can, for next year.
0: It can really mess with your head as well, you know, when you're like not in stage condition and you're looking at people that are like, you know, absolutely shredded. They look ginormous. Uh, last year, um, sat on the judging table watching Joe Van win the overall. Yeah, I was literally like, I I need to retire now at 25 <laughs> years old. My bodybuilding career is done. I'm never going to win the show again. But th- this is this is like. You can either leave it as like a negative thought in your mind or you can use it as fuel yeah. and yeah it's it's you know it takes a bit of time, but once once you get there it's it's pretty awesome, yeah it's like the best fuel ever
1: no it is I'll, I'll be I think it'll be great to see it so you're are because I think you'll know this better than anyone just to confirm for everyone listening so as a pro now, you need to compete in a show before what else, right yeah. So yeah. you're doing Germany show and then you're doing Worlds.
0: So it's not necessarily a qualifier. You've just got yeah. to go onto a stage and show that you've still got a pro level physique, and then you'll you you'll qualify. Wow. I hope that's the case. Anyway, it'd be a bit awkward if not. So I've booked my flights the other day to Seattle. So
1: no, I I'm pretty cool. sure that that's that's right. Um, no. and how are you feeling about? The so obviously with the the show in Texas, it's like an amazing opportunity, something you've always really wanted to do. How are you feeling about going back to compete as WNBF Pro? Because you also did your pro you took your pro class, and you did your pro class at Worlds when you won your pro card, but then how are you feeling this year?
0: So 2021, I didn't really feel like I was a pro. Like I'd I'd had the I'd done amateur shows the entire year. And then Going to Vegas and competing in the pro show again, no expectations at all. And I placed third, which is, you know, pretty amazing. Okay. But it didn't sink in at any point. Like to me, the biggest achievement was winning my pro card. Like coming third in the world was just way bigger than I could ever imagine. Like that is ginormous. Uh beating people that like I'd watched on YouTube for for years. Um a guy called Patrick who you know is like best mates with Jeff Nippard it's just crazy um so how do I feel going into this year i feel like this year is my pro debut this year i'm going to put on a put a physique on stage that is pro level um i i just feel i just feel ready
1: yeah good
0: it's, yeah it's been good i'm it's excited good.
1: for it <laughs> So you mentioned at the start of the episode as well that you joined our WNBF UK judging team um, and you've been taking part as a judge for the last three shows. So I know you're not making it to the Supernaturals because you've got your own plans with competing in Texas. So do you have any like insider tips or advice for the guys who are competing at Supers? Oof.
0: I feel like this could go for every single class, men or women. Just when you step out on stage, don't think about the stage that you're stepping on. Just imagine you wherever you've been practicing your posing, whether it's in your bedroom or in your posing studio, in your gym, like go to that place and feel comfortable and enjoy it because, you know, not many people get to step on a British, like a national stage like just just enjoy it don't don't be nervous i know it's really easy to say when you're not like when you're not on stage just enjoy it keep your calm do everything that like you've done a thousand times before and and yeah just just be present on that day because it because it is a massive massive achievement
1: it it really is have you found that you're someone since that very first show that was confident when they stood on stage, or do you did, were you nervous?
0: Um, my my girlfriend calls it like Josh's alter ego. When I, <laughs> when I go out on stage, my brain switches off. I can't remember any of it. But I'm
1: literally the exact same.
0: <laughs> I come apparently I come across as as quite confident and <laughs> yeah, sure of himself. So yeah. There, there are times like when I competed at the Worlds. I was very, very, very nervous, and looking back at the videos, I can see that I weren't quite in my stride like I had been in previous shows. Um, but you know, that just comes with experience. If you, if it's your first time competing at the Supernaturals, just set yourself like a really low level goal of like, let's say, going out on stage and not falling over, right? And if you don't fall over, then you've done amazing, right? Don't don't be like you know, crazy unrealistic with your goals unless you have got you know Joe Van physique. Then you can you can set yourself some pretty ridiculous goals. But yeah, just just go and enjoy it. Be present. Yeah, keep it cool.
1: Cool, good. I think that's great advice. Any last words before we sign off?
0: Um, can I can I plug my socials and my own podcast? Oh,
1: I mean, I guess not yet. Of course, you can.
0: Right. If you have made it to this far in the podcast, <laughs> then I feel like you should just continue listening to my dulcet tones and head over to my podcast, Board Shorts and Banter, where me and my little friend Tom Stockton, fellow men's physique competitor, competing at the Supernaturals we just talk absolute nonsense we we're, we're, we're only like we recorded our third episode yesterday so it's still in its uh, in its infancy but it's going to be a very good podcast in time just yeah go and head over show some love um i'm pretty on it with the youtube so my youtube channel is i think it's josh crogan or jc fitness or something um like and subscribe do all the youtube bits and yeah my instagram is josh crogan underscore and my online coaching is just coaching there you go great name that isn't it amazing
1: very smart i like what you did there
0: it's so much more than just coaching you see
1: it, it is it is it is <laughs> no love it okay awesome i'm glad you got your chance to to do that josh Thanks. thank you, Sarah. <laughs> thank you so much for talking with me today um really excited to see the rest of your season unfold and i'm sure our listeners will be following along as well and um, and thank you to everyone for listening along at home i hope you have all enjoyed josh and i's chat as much as i have we're going to be back with episode 19 of the wmbf uk podcast and that's going to be our final episode before supernaturals until then if you can enjoy and um, if you want to enjoy any of our previous episodes you can do that on spotify or youtube have a great few weeks, guys. This has been the WNBF UK podcast. Check out CNP, our sponsors, and sign up for our events at WNBFUK.com.